Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Crofts. And good morning, everybody. Hey, thanks to all of you who came to the Political Coffee Clash last night. We had a great crowd there. For y'all to... That's my, that's my fake southern accent, folks. <laughs> y'all. And Ewans. You, for those of you who know Ewans, you know where that comes from. West Virginia. Dated a girl from there a long, long time ago. And that's what they, they don't say y'all. In West Virginia, they say Ewans. Anyway, y'all and Ewans. Thanks for showing up last night. It was a great group. I hope you got something out of it. I mean, I really mean that. Because I made a presentation which I can send you if you want. Presentation that I developed many years ago about how to become a budget detective. This is all about exposing waste, fraud, and outright manipulation of Salem City budget data. Okay? Exposing it. Us finding. And the whole reason behind that is very simple. And that is to have ammunition that you can use in your conversations with people who are persuadable. The whole reason I do this radio show, you know that. You can change your world by having persuadable conversations with persuadable people in your world. Don't waste your time or your breath. Not people that are sold out to the radical left. Don't bother. Well, those people who are, frankly, are, is most people probably that you know, really can kind of go either way in their politics. This is going to be a fantastic opportunity for you to use these little examples we come up with. Now, we already have some. And that's what I presented last night in the form of Councilwoman Julie Hoy's testimony. The very night that she moved, it was a week ago Monday, that she moved that the city council resend their city income tax increase, which cost the average worker $506 a year. Some of you, it's a lot more than that. It's double or better. Some of you business owners, yeah, you're getting hit too. So her testimony, we went over that last night. Now, I put it up on last Friday's show plan. So go back to last Friday and look at it. You can do that if you go to kslm.news, click on local podcast, click on political coffee, and go to September 1st. That was Friday. Go look at it. I put her entire testimony that, that was relevant to what she dis discovered. And you know what she discovered? And this is something you could use in your conversations with people. Now, I'll get to some other things here in a minute. But I, I want you to listen to this. She discovered that while the city is claiming a deficit, they actually have a surplus. And they've continued to have surpluses. For the last seven out of ten years. Let me say that again. 
While the city is claiming that they have structural deficits every year, they've actually had surpluses. And they've been building their ending fund balances. Over the last 10 years, it's doubled, folks. And that's just the general fund. That's not including our all funds. This is damning. And so far, the city has no response. And you know why? Because she got all of this information from the city's actual budgets and their audit reports, folks. So you know what you could say to somebody who, you know, as this campaign is going to heat up, and it will, to repeal this thing in November. You you could say to somebody, you know, did you know that the city actually has a surplus Instead of an $11 million deficit, like they're saying. What? Yes. And did you know that their own figures show that? Yes. Yes, it does. That's something you can do to help people get to that place they need to get to. You know what that place is? You need to rethink what they believe about government, what government tells them. They need to rethink about the people that they support because those people that they have been supporting are turning around and hurting them. It's a big deal. How to become a budget detective is a small PowerPoint presentation. I can send it to you if you want it. I'm also going to send it out to all of the attendees who are on of the political coffee clutch specifically who are on our email list, okay? It's very important. Thank you again to Diane at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill and her great staff uh, for giving us this two-hour window, an hour for political coffee clutch and an hour for Oregon People's Vote. Talk about the latest things going on in, in election integrity. By the way, speaking of that, Gateway Pundit, did you know, I didn't know this, but I saw this um, yesterday. They had a telethon. And it had, a, had it was to raise money for the 16 Trump electors that have been sued in the state of Michigan. They're being persecuted. They raised $120,000, folks. I mean, it's it's a big deal. They're wrongly being prosecuted, including a 73-year-old Michelle Lundgren, who's a lawyer working as a public defender. John Haggard, 82 years old, is one of those. Kathy Burden, 70 years old, a widow. By the way, John Haggard, at 82, U.S. veteran. Kathy Burden, 70, a widow whose husband died of covid it was awesome. And there are pictures of it. It's a great story. So cool to see this happen. I didn't know they were having the telethon. I think it's pretty cool. Now, some other things going on that I want to talk with you about. And by the way, at the bottom of the hour, Art, hang on, I'll get to you in a second. The number to call is 503-589-1220. That's the Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. You can always send me an email to jeff at 1220.am. 
Jeff at KSLM.news. The Daily Signal had a story that caught my eye yesterday afternoon. While I'm going back and forth in the field in a tractor on autopilot, it gives me a moment to look at my phone. Until I get to the end of the field, of course. I <laughs> don't want to run off under the river. Um, and I saw this article uh, by John Lott Jr. He's uh, a researcher who has written powerful books protecting the Second Amendment. The first one was More Guns, Less Crime. Undeniably truth. Here's the headline, and then I'm going to go to the phones. The headline is, FBI greatly undercounts active shooting incidents stopped by armed citizens. Let me say that again. The FBI greatly undercounts active shooting incidents stopped by armed citizens. This is a big deal. And I, I will get into that momentarily. Also, today at 8 a.m. is your opportunity to go down to the Board of Forestry right across from the maximum security prison on State Street. They're the buildings on the south side. This is the Board of Forestry meeting begins today, two days. This is where they are considering a habitat conservation plan that will lock up Almost all of the, what are called the forest trust lands that benefit 15 counties, 613,000 acres. They want to put in place a new habitat conservation plan that locks up this land from ever being logged for 70 years, folks. And they developed this plan without any stakeholder input, like, you know, from local taxing district, local school district, sheriff's office that are all there's over 200 entities that are going to be negatively impacted by this thing. We need to show up today. If you are in the Salem area, go to the Board of Forestry at eight o'clock, even if you can't get in because the place is full. That's okay. Stand show them you mean business. Oppose this thing unless it's amended. That happens today, 8 a.m., Board of Forestry on State Street across from the prison. Let's go to Art. Art, good morning. Yeah, and if you can't go, the Board of Commissioners, I'm sure there's a website that has the contact information of all of the people who sit on that board let them know, okay, yep. that we're Actually, sick and Art, it's the, the Association of Oregon Loggers, OregonLoggers.org, uh, has, has that very thing you're talking about, and they have an easy message that you can send. Yeah, like and that's email. very, very important. We have to be engaged. Doggone it, Jeff. We're supposed to be a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. Not for all these gang woke agendas that hurt us financially, and you know as well as I do, cleaning up the forest 
helps us with these wildfires, etc., etc. And gosh dang it, as Oregonian citizens, we have the right to access to our dang forests. Period. Period. But anyway. <laughs> oh, God. It's always um, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But I did want to mention, you know, thanks for doing that presentation uh, last night. I could just imagine what you were saying. But we all need to get engaged uh, throughout the state on the way these people are spending our money. Uh, not necessarily very well, as we know. And get control of our government. We have to get control of our government, because if we don't, Jeff, you know, these are the kind of things that happen. I mean, uh, and did, um, uh, oh, God, what's her name? The person that's uh, the commissioner. Has she been on a large show uh, talking about this very I don't situation? Know. It's, a, it's a good question. I'm going to have her on the show uh, probably next week, Art. I'll ask her that. And would you please remind me to ask her if she's been able to, to get this message out? Well, well of course, Jeff, audience. we're a team. And if we don't work together, we're going to, yep. you know, we're not going right. to get anywhere. God bless. Well said, Art. Thank you so much. Reminding all of us we better be active. You better be active. If you're not, you're going to become a victim of the Marxist left. Like these income tax ideas. Back in a moment, 620. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. That's right, friends. We are back. It's 22 minutes past the top of the hour. It's an honor to have y'all here, or Ewan's here. Again, thanks to uh, Diane at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill. for, And thanks to those of you who showed up last night uh, at the Honky Tonk for the Political Coffee Clats. We do this every other week. We'll have it in two weeks, and I'm hoping to have someone from the Oregon Business and Industry Lobby Group who was behind the repeal petition, which we get to vote on. They were behind that. I'm hoping to have someone from their campaign in two weeks talk about how we, you, the listeners of this audience, can get involved in the campaign. It's very, very important. Very important. Now, um, a quick heads up on something. Next week, on Tuesday, we will talk with Senator Dennis Lithicum, and he has a new newsletter out called Upcoming Battles. He also has a great list of bills that they tried to shut down, and many that they did because they walked out. They went on strike. That's kind of a great line to use, isn't it? Anyway, his newsletter has the assault against parents, but still lurking in the legislature, irreversible harm, and standing firm. 
It's a great newsletter, and we will get into it with Senator Linthicum next Tuesday. Now, by the way, he says something here that is powerful, and it sort of is kind of along the lines of what Donald Trump said. Surrender is not an option. Never surrender. Winston Churchill. Now, before I, folks, there's a story. Did you know, I bet you didn't know, because I haven't seen this anywhere in any Portland news media or Oregon news media. Did you know that the teachers union in Portland are on track to strike if they're, if the Portland Public School District does not provide subsidized housing for poor public school students. And if they don't lobby for expanded rent control, they've done this in other cities. The teachers union has. Now, where did I find this story? I didn't know this was happening. I know that there's a couple of teacher strikes in Washington state, like Camas and across the river going on right now. But I didn't know that the OEA, the Portland Teachers Union for the Portland Public School District, is threatening to shut down, go on strike, if they don't provide subsidized housing for poor college or poor kids. Is that the job of a school district to provide subsidized housing to lobby for rent control? You know where I saw this? I saw it in the Washington Free Beacon. It's a story in the Liberty Daily. Didn't see it anywhere in Oregon. Maybe it's, I don't know, maybe you just missed it. Stunning, isn't it? Not really. It's also, friends, not stunning that you, if you're looking for a new Honda or a pre-owned certified car, you should go to Power Honda. They're part of the Power Auto Group that sponsors our great call-in line, 503-589-1220. Is that Power Buke GMC talk line, 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am. They have 899 vehicles available today, new and pre-owned certified. You're looking for a new or a pre-owned certified vehicle? Check it out. Go to their website, mypowerhonda.com. They have a chat window that pops up. You can chat with Noah. He's waiting there today. MyPowerHonda.com. By the way, at the bottom of the hour here, I'm going to have a conversation with Greg Schumacher. Remember Schumacher Furs? He is working with a group of lawyers to sue... Leaders, government leaders in Oregon who do the wrong thing to personally go after them. And they're about ready to do this in Washington County. He's going to talk about that today. It's a big deal. I've made a contribution to his group, by the way, and I hope that you will also will be able to talk about that as we go along. Today, the Board of Forestry meeting, 8 o'clock. 
right across from the prison on State Street. Go, please, show up. Even if you don't get into the door, show up. Support an amending of the Habitat Conservation Plan that's going to shut down massively large areas of state forest land that are going to hurt 15 counties throughout the state of Oregon. Now, FBI data. This is a big deal. We hear from the liberal left and from the Centers for Disease Control that, well, you know, uh, a good guy with a gun rarely stops a bad guy with a gun. Complete, total lie, folks. Complete and total lie. In 2013, the CDC cited the National Academies of Sciences report showing that the annual number of people using guns to stop crime ranged from about 64,000 to 3 million. They have completely removed that data now. So you don't know how many. But look, John Lott's research indicates it's massive. And they're deliberately keeping from us. Back in a moment. Craig Schumacher. You don't want to miss it. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Trout. 23 minutes before the top of the hour in a moment, we're going to chat with Greg Schumacher. RestoreLawAndOrder.com is his website. They are announcing a special lawsuit Against Washington County and a special meeting. We're going to talk with him about that in a moment. Got to remind you, friends, freedom, heating, and air can keep you comfortable because we're going back into the 80s. Okay? If your AC system, your central vac system, or not vac system, but your central air system is not working, you need to call them. Because even though we're going to have some warm days, you know the cold days are coming. Fall's here. So give them a call. They'll come out and give your system a tune-up. Maybe just replace something that just isn't working right. Maybe you don't even know about. So why don't you get ahead of the curve and don't be behind the curve? 503-580-1456, freedomheatingandair.net is their website. Give them a call. 580-1456. Greg Schumacher joins us. Greg, great to have you back with us. Restore and law and order dot RestoreLawAndOrder.com. What on earth are you doing suing Washington County? Well, we're doing the right thing, uh, what needs to be done. Uh, so well, thank you for having me on your show, Jeff. Uh, I want to just explain real quick to everyone what Restore Law, to, Restore Law and Order is and what we do. So basically, I started this mission about three years ago, um, and... I personally have been uh, terrorized my company, Schumacher Furs, in the past. And so I'm quite familiar with uh, government lawlessness. And that's basically what Restore Law and Order is about, is 
we are bringing personal accountability to government officials through our court system. Um, so restore law and order real quick. What we do basically is we implement with our legal team lawsuits against the city, uh, counties, um, states, um, and hold these, uh, these entities accountable for lawless actions. Um, so, for example, in the Washington County, what we're doing to focus on that, what we're doing right now is we just sound, sent out a, uh, uh, a tort claim to Washington County basically saying, uh, a tort claim notice saying that we are going to sue government officials in, in Washington County for the wrongdoing, which is related to homelessness. Okay, so what are they doing specifically with homelessness that's got, I, I understand it's got a lot of people upset in Washington County. What's going on and why are you suing over it? Well, I mean, basically what the government is doing is one of the actions or one of the problem issues is, it's, you know, it's causing a nuisance. Um, there's illegal discrimination going on. Uh, they are violating inverse condemnation, which is basically taking of the land. So what's happening is, you know, the government is coming in there and they're saying that we are going to uh, put these pods and camps in these certain neighborhoods. And they're doing that, you know, illegally. And they're doing that uh, by not compensating the homeowners or the businesses for the taking of the land. So basically what they're doing, they're saying we're going to put homeless camps here. It's going to affect the values of your home and your business, uh, your property, and we're not going to compensate you for it. And that's illegal. It is illegal and under Oregon law. That's right. Well, right. And, you know, I've been, and what goes along with that, of course, is the crime and the violence and everything else that goes along with the homelessness. But, you know, basically these people really are not homeless. You know, this, everyone calls them homeless. You know, they're basically vagrants. And, you know, vagrants are part of the homeless definition, but they are unwilling to work, okay? They basically have no job, they're beggars, and they just want everything for free. Uh, in in uh, homeless people, generally speaking, are down and out, things have happened to them, but they are trying to better their life. So, I mean, basically, these are not homeless people that are going across to Oregon in these different neighborhoods, these are vagrants, okay? And, you know, the government keeps referring to them as homeless. Um, what we need to do is, by suing them, what we're doing, basically the plaintiffs are businesses and homeowners, by suing them, we are asking for or demanding for them to compensate the devaluation of what's happened to their property values. So the way this works is, as soon as Washington County announces that pods are coming in to a certain neighborhood, even though the pods are not there yet, immediately the homeowners or the business's property value devalues anywhere between 30 to 80%. Okay, this is a very serious problem what's going on here. Uh, because how are you gonna sell your property? So, so, the, so the pod encampments you know are coming in to your neighborhood and you wanna get out of there. Well. By law, you have to disclose that the pods are coming in to any person that's looking or thinking about purchasing your property. Okay, and as soon as you disclose that 
to a potential buyer, they're basically going to walk and yep. say, I don't want to live with this right. people. So how, right. so how are you going to sell your house? So really, what options do people have? Well, I, th- I figure they have three options. One is they can just stay where they're at, okay, and just live with the homeless problems and the violence and the crime and the filth and everything that goes along with it. Or number two, they can seek out a law firm themselves individually and hire the law firm, which will cost them a fortune to represent them for the same things that we are, or they can join our, what is a multi-plaintiff lawsuit where we're spreading the costs of doing these lawsuits against the government uh, with many, many people. So a multi-plaintiff lawsuit is kind of like a class action lawsuit. Basically what we're doing is we're gathering many, many people that have the same problem and we're suing the government. And uh, so basically that's what we're doing in Washington County. Now we're also doing this in beginning to do this in other neighborhoods throughout Oregon and actually okay. nationally. Uh, no one is doing what we're doing nationally. We've been, a matter of fact, I've got inquiries coming out of uh, New York, uh, out of uh, Phoenix, uh, uh, Arizona, uh, et cetera, about w- how we are dealing with this issue. Um, you know, basically what they're doing, the government is taking the tax dollars of people and frivolously spending it on, you know, this this craziness of buying up land like churches or land and then you know putting these these encampments in these in these uh uh on this property so that's basically what we're doing clackamas county had a clackamas county commissioners voted to buy a hotel and put homeless people in it and provide homeless services you know hotel services you know, room service, and uh, not room service, but, you know, bed service and all of that kind of thing. Uh, and there was such an outcry and people threatened lawsuits that they changed well, their you, mind. Right. Well, let me tell you, let me tell you kind of what generally with Restore Law and Order, there's a, we, can't, we do things a lot differently here. Okay. Let me just talk for one second about Let's talk about Portland and Oregon. This actually goes across America. Business owners and citizens are basically wasting their time on everything they're trying to do to fix the crime and all the problems that are going on. And the reason I'm saying they're wasting their time is because what they're constantly trying to do, especially the business owners, is they're trying to convince existing government officials to change their mind, to change their ideology on the way they do business. In other words, they're trying to appeal, appeal them. They're trying to negotiate with them, persuade them to do something different than they are doing. But they have no intention of doing anything different. Okay? That's the problem. And, that, I, and I can prove that. Just look at the last three years since the riots and stuff have started. Has anything improved? No. Nope. The crime rate is still going through the roof in right. Portland, exactly. throughout Oregon, throughout America. Just turn on your TV set every night. Okay? The other problem that you have is how do you get rid of these, these corrupt left-wing radical government officials like, you know, Kate Brown, who's gone, of course, but Kotak, Ted Wheeler, these people like this, Washington County commissioners. How do you get rid of these people? Well, you you think, well, let's just vote them out. Okay. Well, you can't vote them out. Okay. And everyone thinks you can, but how are you going to do that when you've got a population of people that are indoctrinated with left-wing ideology? Okay. That's what's happened over the last 20 years, okay? They keep voting the same radical government officials in over and over again. And on top of that, you have election fraud and, and interference. Yeah. Okay? Hey, so, quickly, so Craig, you, so, we only have 
we only have about a minute left. You yeah. have a special meeting coming up this Sunday in Cornelius. We do. What are you trying to do at this meeting, and, and how can people come and attend? Well, we've already got, we already have plaintiffs. We have people donating to the cause, okay, which we ask people to go to our website, uh, restorelawandorder.com to do that. The meeting is September 10th, which is this Sunday, and it's at a restaurant called Casa Lola, C-A-S-A Lola restaurant, and the address is 148 North 20th Avenue in Cornelius, and it's from 1 o'clock in the afternoon till 4 o'clock. And if you just go to our website, right on the front page is the information there, okay? And also, if you go to our website, there's a big banner right across the front page on Washington County. Just click on that, and it will give you all the information that you possibly need about potentially becoming a plaintiff or donating money uh, to the cause. Thanks, Greg. Unfortunately, we're at the end of our time. It's RestoreLawAndOrder.com. They got a meeting this Sunday. Even if you aren't in Washington County, but you know somebody who is, get them to this meeting this Sunday, September 10th, 1 to 4 at Casa Lola Restaurant. Thanks, Greg. Much success. We Thank wish you. All right. Back mm-hmm. in a moment. Bye-bye. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. It is 10 minutes till the top of the hour. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM.news. My pillow. Dot com has well over 200 products. You know, they advertise on the show, and this is one of the ways you can support the work that Mike Lindell is doing in the voter integrity movement all across the country is by buying products that you're normally going to buy anyway as gifts or whatever for Christmas that's coming up or birthdays, special times, events, those kinds of things like weddings. Those, those towel sets, again, I can't rave about them enough. They are amazing. Six-piece towel sets for 50% off. How about Bible Story Collection throw blankets for children? Yeah, no kidding. If you use our promo code, you get them for $39.98. If you have grandchildren or children... These are Bible study collection, or Bible story, rather, for children, throw blankets. You put them over the the top of your child's bed or your grandchild's bed. And they have pictures of Bible stories. If you're thinking about a gift, why not that? Sends a positive, powerfully good message. If you go to MyPillow.com, use the discount code PC23. PC stands for Political Coffee 23, PC23. And you can buy these, all of these products at these huge discounts. Bathrobes, MyPillow sandals. You know, I rave about the slippers, but how about the sandals? 
Again, go to MyPillow.com. Use the discount code PC23, or you can just give them a call to a special 800 number that's just for this radio show. 800-725-5298. Discount code PC23. And thank you to all of you, by the way, who have done this. I get a report every week, and I deeply appreciate all of you who are taking your hard-earned money and you're spending it with my pillow and you support this radio station and you support Mike Lindell and his employee-owned company, but also his efforts at voter integrity all across the country. Thank you so much. The FBI. Um is not alone, actually the CDC is not alone with their manipulation of gun violence data. The reality is they and the FBI, and John Lott lays this out in this article in the Daily Signal, and I'll have this on the show plan today. It'll be up on our, our Telegram page, Political Coffee Clatch. The FBI is continuing to report that armed citizens stopped only 14 of 302 active shooter incidents it identified, the FBI, for the period of 2014 through 2022, okay, in an eight-year period. He says the correct rate is almost eight times higher than that. Now, why aren't they recognizing all of these, quote unquote, active shooting events and a good guy with a gun stopping a bad guy with a gun? Politics is why. That's obvious. In fact, they don't even count. I mean, they're saying that only 4.6% of active shootings are stopped by law-abiding citizens carrying guns. The actual percentage John Lott's organization has found, because they don't politically skew the data like the FBI and the CDC does, the actual percentage, get this, is 35.7%, not 4.6%. Get that? Eight times higher. It's not 4.6% like the FBI says of active shooters that were stopped by a law-abiding citizen. It's actually 35.7%. And more recently, for, for 2022, that number is 41%. Now, if you go to places they even parse the data even further, John Locke does. If you go to places where citizens are allowed to carry, law-abiding citizens are allowed to carry firearms, the percentage of active shootings that were stopped over this eight-year period is 51%, over half. For 2022, that figure is a remarkable 63.5%. 
So in other words, the places that allow freedom for you to carry your gun, a good guy with a gun stops a bad guy with a gun over half of the time. And in 2022, 63%. Oh, and did you know that the FBI's definition of a quote-unquote active shooting case doesn't include when a good guy with a gun stops an attacker before the attacker gets off a shot. They don't even include those. That was another 27 cases that John Lott found. You see, the FBI's definition is you got to fire a shot. How dumb, how politically skewed is that? I wonder why they would do that. You can see it. It's a, it's a great story. So the next time there's a story about a bad guy with a gun shooting people, you might be able to say to people, did you know that the government reports far less than what actually happens of good guys stopping a bad guy with a gun. They underreport it by eight times. Did you know that? Again, government cannot be trusted to tell you the truth. This, isn't this so sad? But it is true. So friends, as we complete the show today, I want to say something to you, please. If you have some time today, go to the Board of Forestry meeting at 8 a.m. this morning in Salem on State Street, right across from the maximum security, the Oregon State Penitentiary. They're there on the south side of the road. Even if you are not able to get into the meeting, go there anyway. Show support and go to the Association of Oregon Loggers website, OregonLoggers.org. You can send a message. Really, I did it yesterday in like a minute. OregonLoggers.org. Friends, see you tomorrow. Be blessed. Be active. Keep praying for this great state.